Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. All right, very good. Take your Bibles and open them up to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah 26. Just going to read one verse here. Verse 3. Isaiah 26.3 Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Let me read that again. We want peace in our lives, don't we? Just peace, peace of God. Fellowship with Him, peace in our heart, peace in our country. Thank God. Thank God for peace in our country, for liberty. But uh, peace in our home. It says in Isaiah 26.3, Thou shalt wilt keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee, because He trusteth in Thee. This is a promise. He says, He will. He'll give you perfect peace. Peace. Perfect peace. That doesn't mean, now I think we all understand this, but as we're saying, it doesn't mean that we're going to not have trials, tribulations, testings. Sometimes those things are good even for our walk with Christ. Those things are even good for our faith. But He does promise that He can give peace in. This is what's amazing about is a, about a, a walk with Christ is that even though you go through storms, trouble, what, what have you, darkness, you can still have a peace, a peace that passes understanding. And understanding is in our mind. A lot of times it's our perspective, right? If we get a, a, this perspective of God's perspective of things, this can bring peace into the situation, even in trouble, in every situation, I believe. And that's strength. Now, to be able to have peace no matter what we face or what we go through, that's strength that comes from Christ. There is a piece of this, though, and I hate to say this, but, it, but I believe it's true, that depends on us. There's a, our, that we have our part in this. God can give the peace, but for the sake of the message, we'll call it the channel. Uh, it's what we, what, what we keep our mind mind's channel on, what we keep the channel on, to keep the channel on God, Jesus Christ, the Gospel, His death, burial, resurrection, uh, to keep our minds on those things. It's what we think about, in other words. The channel that we keep our mind on, and He says, if we'll keep our minds stayed on Him, keep our minds focused on Him, to think salvation, to think Saved to think Jesus Christ, the eternal God, seated uh, at the right hand of God. He hears our prayers that uh, we can have fellowship with Him. That's a good channel uh, to keep our minds on. 
He says uh, to keep our mind stayed on Him, to, to be stayed would be to be fixed or settled, a steady, regular, to continue in it. And, you know, here at Wellspring as we preach, the theme, the theme we constantly want to bring everything back to is, is Jesus Christ and Him. He is the Savior, the body, and the head of the church. And when we do talk about ourselves and look at ourselves uh, through the Scripture, primarily the things that uh, I focus on is our hearts and our minds, the inward man, the inner man. Because I believe that if we can get our inward man right and in fellowship with God, all the outward stuff kind of takes care of itself. God can take care of those things when we get our, our minds right. There is a battle that goes on, no doubt, in our minds. I mean, this is true. This is where spiritual warfare happens. I believe this is where it starts. This is where it begins, is in our minds. We typically win or lose those spiritual battles uh, in our minds before they work out into our actions or into the things that we, we see. You can't always see that either. The struggle that people go through... Um, you can't always see that the battle that they're facing in their mind, but sometimes you can. Sometimes it's obvious. Uh, the, the look on their face, the look in their eyes, that they are struggling, that there's an inward turmoil going on inside their mind. Paul talks about this. If you take your Bibles and turn to, to Romans, Romans chapter 7. Paul talked a lot about the inward man. Boy, there's a lot talked about in the New Testament um, and Jesus Christ even that talked about our mind and our thoughts. But in Romans chapter 7 and verse 22, Paul says this, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Verse 23, But I see another law in my members, in, in his flesh, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am! Who shall deliver me from this body, the, the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He, Paul, talks about this inward man who delights to have his mind stayed upon the Lord, but how that there's another, uh, another part of this that's at work that is the carnal man, the fleshly man that wants his mind stayed upon sin and he says in those things bring him into captivity. Many folks are walking around, they have freedom uh, in our country they have freedom but they're in bondage to thoughts in their mind. Would you agree with this? That there's things in our mind that have brought us into captivity a way of thinking, a pattern of thinking, the things that we dwell on in our thinking, has brought us into captivity. There's a bird called a cowbird. I've used this illustration before, but this cowbird is um, primarily in, in just the United States and just a little bit into Canada. But the thing about this bird, the cowbird, is it does not build its own nest, nor does it take care of its own young. So what it does is it watches for another bird to build its nest, and as soon as this other bird, this host bird, builds its nest and lays its eggs, the cowbird will watch when the nest is unattended, and it'll quickly go in and lay eggs in the host's nest. 
Now, what happens here is the host bird, the parent host bird, does not know that the other eggs are in there, and it'll incubate the cowbird eggs, and the cowbird eggs hatch sooner than the other eggs, and they grow faster than the other chicks. The problem with this is, is because they grow so fast and so big, that it works the parent so hard that most times, or oftentimes, the other chicks die. Because the parent is trying so hard to feed this bird that's not even its own. And many times, oftentimes, even the parent dies trying to take care of this, uh, this cow bird. And as I look at this example and look at that uh, like allegory, there's, I think of the cow bird as Satan. I think of our minds as the nest, or the nest as our minds, and how he will swoop in there and he'll plant thoughts in there that aren't even our own, right? They shouldn't even be there. And over time, we take those thoughts that were planted in there and we incubate them. (laughs) We allow them to stay in our mind. And over time, we feed that thought. And before long, that thought has destroyed all the other good thoughts, all the other good things in our mind. And before long, it can even destroy an individual. That's why this this keeping our mind, keeping uh, the channel right in our mind on the right things, stayed on the right things, I believe are very important. The mind is a powerful thing. When you think about all the things that our, our mind does, it, it has, uh, it's where our desires are, right? It's uh, where our will is. It's our opinion, our memory, our intentions, our intellect, our understanding, our affections, our uh, imaginations. Imagination is a good thing because it's God-given. God has given us uh, an imagination, but the cowbird has come in and it's one of those things uh, that he has corrupted. The cowbird has come in and started messing up our imaginations. It doesn't take long as you start in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 6, before the flood. Uh, Genesis chapter 8, after the flood. Where the Bible tells us that the imaginations of men were evil continually. I think of the psalm, Psalm chapter 2 and verse 1, where it says... Why do the heathen rage and people imagine a vain thing? And so when you're talking about our mind being stayed on the Lord, uh, our imagination comes into this and the things that we allow our imagination to go to. God has given us, I believe, this imagination, this ability to see images, to see things that uh, are not there, to be able to use the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to us. The Holy Spirit of God reveals truth through His Scripture, but He does that in our mind, does He not? The Holy Spirit works that way. And when we talk about our imagination, we have a choice in our mind of what we meditate on. And it's funny that we don't, I don't hear that word a lot, Uh, maybe it's just the circles I'm in, but I don't hear that word a lot in Christian circles, meditating. 
But it is, it is. I was just looking at it this week. It is all through the scripture, all through the scripture about what we can and should be meditating on. Psalms one, two. He says, "But his delight." Talking about the the man who wants to do the right thing, the lady that wants to do the right thing, is in the law of the Lord, and in His law doth he meditate day and night. Psalms one nineteen and verse. 15. And by the way, the Psalms are full of this meditation. I just pulled out a few. He says in Psalms 119.15, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. Psalm 119.48, he says, My hands will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Psalms 119.148, he says, Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. And all the, all the times over and over the Bible talks about our meditation and being able to take our mind and think about spiritual things. Meditate on spiritual things. You know what I believe has happened with all the information that's coming in at us? Although we don't want this, but it has happened is our mind is starved of spiritual thought. Our mind becomes starved of spiritual thought. And so taking time and just looking at creation, this is what I'm talking about. This is what the psalmist talked about. He talked about meditating on God in His creation. To be able to look at creation and be able to say, oh, look at this creation. What can I learn about God by meditating on what He has made? Right? Taking, taking the, the Word of God. And, and we talk here a lot about reading the Word of God because it's our, it's our sustenance, it's our food, it's our meat, it's our milk. But not just reading it, but then taking time and meditating on certain passages of it or even, uh, even certain verses of it. Uh, this, when, we have, when, we, when we are not taking time to allow our mind to be stayed, like, like fixed, for periods of time on spiritual thought, we're going to be spiritually weak. Our mind will be choked out. The spiritual thought will be choked out. Um, there's the passage, and I preached the message recently about the sower and the seed. And Jesus said, The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the seed. And I believe a lot of the choking out happens in our mind, our imagination, our meditation, our spiritual thought. How often is our mind fixed and stayed upon the... I, I think it's perfectly uh, uh, acceptable to say, if I'm lacking peace in my life, maybe it's because of what, my, what channel my mind's on. Is that fair to say from what he's saying in Isaiah 26, uh, uh, 3? He says... He will give perfect peace for those whose mind is stayed upon thee. He says in Psalm 63 and verse 6, He says, When I remember upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Again, I think in our culture and in the society today, maybe I'm just off, but I don't hear a lot of this just meditating. And there's a great, that's a great place to meditate, is in your bed, on your bed, in the morning, first thing in the morning, to just... Fix your mind upon God. Uh, In the evening as you're going to sleep, uh, allow your imagination to go towards spiritual things. Allow your imagination to go toward Him. You say, what will that affect? It'll affect a lot. It'll affect our peace. 
it'll affect our walk with Him. I think it's interesting that He says, on His bed, you know, the Lord speaks to us. I believe the Lord speaks to us. I, bl- I believe that. I don't think that this is a strange thing for Christians to say that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me. The Lord led me. The Lord guided me, right? But many times it has to be in our bed. Why? Because that's the only place we get any quiet. When it gets dark, when, it's, when, when all the noise is off. Why? Because there's so many other things that are going on. Take your Bibles and turn to Samuel. I want to use an Old Testament example for a second. First Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2. You know the backstory. Hannah prays for a child and, and, and God gives her one. She dedicates them to, to the Lord. Gives them back and takes them to the temple. And 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 18. 1 Samuel 2 and verse 18. The Bible says, But Samuel ministered before the Lord being a child girded with a Linen ephod. I find it interesting that children can serve God. Amen. Ch- children can serve God. Uh, I don't ever want it to come across uh, at, uh, at Wellspring that you know the children should be uh, you know uh, somewhere else. Why the adults try to serve God or try to live for God? This is all we're all doing this together. Children should serve God uh, with uh, with their families, with their parents, with their, with their brothers and sisters. But I find it interesting here that Samuel was serving God here and he'd never heard from God. That's another thing to remember. Just because you're serving God doesn't mean you're hearing from God. At this moment in time, Samuel was busy serving God and actually the whole reason why Samuel was being, uh, was being chosen is because of Eli's sons were also serving God and they didn't know God. And at this point in time in, history, in, in Israel's history, there was a lot of people doing a lot of activity, but nobody was hearing from God. And you say, why was nobody hearing from God? Because nobody was listening. Man was getting in God's way. God has always been trying to speak to His people, and it's not a, a lack of God trying to speak. It's a, truly always a lack of, of receiving, hearing, opening up our ears to hear. Look at chapter 3 and verse 1. Chapter 3 and verse 1. And the child, Samuel, ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the words of the Lord were precious in those days, for there was no open vision. The reason why it was precious is it was supply and demand. Uh, No one was hearing from God, again, because nobody was listening. And it came to pass at the time when Eli was laid down in this place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see, and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple for the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. So here we see Samuel the child laid down to sleep in the dark, in the night. And the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not, lie down again. And he went and lay down, and the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I. For thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli. Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. 
Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. And it shall, it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went, lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called the same time as the other time. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will bring a thing in Israel at which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tingle. I find this interesting that the Lord was calling, but until Samuel said, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth, the Lord didn't speak. I believe that that's true in our lives, that the Lord is calling, but we have to be just like that little child. We have to humble ourselves before God, and I believe that it's perfectly okay to repeat the Scripture here and say, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. As our mind is being fixed on the Lord and we're saying, hey, in all thy ways acknowledge Him, for He shall direct thy paths. I've got some decisions to make, some directions to go. Uh, in 2018, uh, I could worry about it, I could stress about it, I could plan, I could do all kinds of stuff, or I could say, uh, let me sit down and be quiet and say, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. You know what I think we as Christians uh, should should... Uh, there's a muscle that we should try to, uh, to exercise, and that's the ear muscle, the hearing muscle, right? Saying, I want to get used to and confident, and I'm not saying confident in a bad way, but con- have you ever had this happen where the Holy Spirit prompted you to do something, and then you're like, you talked yourself out of it because you thought it was just a harebrained idea, right? And you're like, that was not the Lord. He's not telling me to do that. I'm not going to do it, Right? Because you weren't sure. It's not like you were trying to be disobedient. Not like you were just saying, I'm not doing what the Lord told me. You just had a prompting of the Holy Spirit. A prompting. But then later, you, how the circumstances played out, you're like, oh my goodness, the Lord was right. I should have did that. Or you did do it. And you said, thank goodness I did it. Right? Because God was absolutely right. That is something that I think that we have to cultivate. Where we, as, as being led of the Lord Jesus Christ, that when He speaks, we're the, my goodness, Samuel just, he, there was a time where he just started. But you read the life of Samuel for the rest of his life. He had God's ear, God had his uh, ear, and those two communicated really well throughout. And wonderful things happened throughout Israel because of the man of God, Samuel. But what I'm trying to say is there's a part of us that we should try and work this of saying, uh, I haven't heard from God lately. That should concern me. Why? Because if I haven't heard from God lately, the chances are that my ears may be on the wrong channel. Maybe my mind is on the wrong channel. Because I truly believe that He's speaking to those who are seeking. I truly believe that God's speaking to those who are constantly being quiet and meditating and saying, Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. I believe that He'll speak to those. Um, Getting our ears in tune. Much of getting our ears in tune is tuning out some other things. Just as I said, uh, the cowbird will come in and plant those wrong thoughts. Boy, there's a whole philosophy out there of fear. There's a whole philosophy out there of hate. There's a whole philosophy out there of lust. There's all those sort of things. And there's just a lot of that that we should just tune out. That we should just shut out. Why? Because it is only, it's unhealthy for our mind. It's just unhealthy for our way of thinking to be able to be stayed upon the Lord. Jesus said this. 
Jesus said, What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. And what you hear in the ear, preach you from the housetops. That's a powerful verse. When he says, What I tell you in darkness, you know what I you know what I think? When it gets dark, I'm on this line of Samuel was in his bed, it was dark, and he said in the night watches, I meditate on the Lord. I think when it gets dark, and I'm not just talking about dark like nighttime, I'm talking about sometimes in our life, would you agree, things get dark? Would you agree with that? Sometimes in our lifetime we go through really nice uh, day times, and then we go through some dark times in our lives. But listen, in the dark times, you know what I think we should do? In the dark times, I think we should listen. You know what happens when everything gets dark? We lose that eyesight. And this happens in hunting. I go sometimes I'll go out hunting early, uh, and and it's real dark. And I get out there, right? And if there's no moon, I mean it's pitch dark. And you get out there, and you know what happens? You can't see anything. You can hear really, really well. Then squirrels, island squirrels around you, you start you start think you're bear and thousands in Pennsylvania, you think the bear coming up on you and you start to think that the deer are all over. If the sun would just shine, I know I get my deer right now, right? Because you hear them, they're all over the place, right? But then I think that that's good. That when the things get dark, you know what happens when things get dark for a lot of Christians? We just start yelling, why God, why, why God? And God said, no, 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 when it gets dark. I'm going to whisper in your ear. I'm going to tell you something in your ear. You know what the problem is with, with us, with me? There's so many times I'm willing to talk, but I haven't heard from God. He says, that what I tell you in your ear, that's what you preach from the rooftop. I think sometimes we as Christians, we just want to preach it from the rooftop, but we haven't got anything in the ear. God hasn't spoken to us, right? And so if God hasn't spoken to us, truly, we don't have anything to say. That's why He's given us Two ears and one mouth, right? So that we should hear twice as much as we as we say. Just listening. It's a discipline of listening. This will serve us well in our Christian life. The discipline of sitting. Let me say it a little different. The ministry, this is a, this is a switch to how we think many times as Christians. The ministry of waiting. Waiting on the Lord. Sit, listen, be still, and know that I am God. Darkness, open up your ears. Say, I can't see a thing, I can't see anywhere in front of me. Okay, then, He wants me to listen. If He's not showing me the next step, that means He's going to tell me the next step. That's what it means to walk by faith. When it comes to our mind, that's what we're talking about this morning. When it comes to our mind, there's two main gates. There's, there's, there's more than that. But there's two main gates. What I mean by gates is what comes into our mind. It's the eye gate, right? And the ear gate. There's also, there's also the mouth gate that will affect our mouth. The things that we put in are, are our mind as far as drugs and um, uh, drunkenness, things like that, but the main things are our eyes and our ears. The eyes, the Bible says this, he says, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Why? Because what we see through our eyes can affect our mind. Our ears, Psalm 119, or Psalm 1 verse 1, he says, blessed is the man that walketh not 
in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know what he says? Blessed is the man that won't even listen to him. This worldly, ungodly, uh, uh, fearful, hateful, all that kind of philosophy. He said, blessed is the man that doesn't even walk in the count. Don't even go that way. Just shut it off. Just shut it out. We don't have to hear it. Why? It corrupts the mind. It's not good. It's not healthy for the mind. Proverbs 19, verse 27. He says, cease, my son, to hear instruction that erreth from the words of knowledge. He says, listen... Just shut it out. Just shut that out if it, if it, if it goes against the word of knowledge. The, the Bible is full of, of things that talks about our mind, and, and good and bad, really. The Bible talks about uh, a fleshly mind, not good. talks about a carnal mind, talks about a reprobate mind, one that has just totally denied God and gone away from Him. talks about a doubtful mind. But then the Scripture talks so much about a renewed mind. A mind that is transformed by God. That God can wash it and clean it and make it new and make it... Right. The, the, the example that the Bible shows us in the book of Luke where there was the maniac of Gadara who was out of his mind and was living in the tombs and they'd gone up and tried to bind him with chains and he was so... Uh, so superhuman strength that he break these chains and nobody could bind them and nobody could could get them. But when he came, when Jesus came to him and he healed them, the Bible says that the village people were amazed because they came and they found him clothed and seated. And here's the thing: and in his right mind. That's what God can do. He can give us a right mind. He can give us a mind that is clear and that is ready and willing. That's what he talks about in the Scripture, some of the good minds. He says those that are of a willing mind. Those that are of a ready mind. He talks about in the Scripture those that are of a humble mind. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verse 7, he says this, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He talks about Christians and believers being of one mind, being of the same mind. He talks about that Christians and believers, that churches should have the mind of Christ. Do you know what the opposite of that is? Do you know what the, what the cowbird will come in and try to do? This is... This is this is, this is what he does. He comes in and he causes division in the mind. Plants thoughts of, of division in the home, in, in friendships, and all these sort of things. He comes in and tries to divide. But keeping our mind stayed upon the Lord will keep us in the same mind. He says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, he says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on through that passage to explain how much Jesus Christ humbled Himself. And he says, so this is the mind that we can have. One of the reasons that we read our Bible is to get the mind of Christ. Right? Where else can we find out and know God and understand God? He says, let this mind be in you. How else can we get the mind of Christ? 
And again, I know I've used this example, but so many folks will say, well, I think God this, and I think God would do that, and I wouldn't think God. But listen, God's told us as much as He wants us to know about Himself, and He's put it here in black and white. This is our faith. And as we read the Scripture, we can gain and grow in the mind of Christ. That's the right channel, is the, is the mind of Christ. So, now taking it more to a practical sense here at the close of the message. In 2018, challenge yourself or ask yourself or just set it, set it out. I want to read through my Bible, cover to cover. Now there's plenty of Bible reading schedules. You don't have to go Genesis to Revelation, although I think it's a good idea <laughs> to go Genesis to Revelation. Uh, you can go any which way you want, but just say, listen, I want to read my Bible through, all the way through in 2016, and I'm, or 2018. I'm, I'm not just reading my Bible through to say that I read my Bible through, but I'm reading my Bible through to know the mind of Christ. We talked about this is the will of God, His last will and testament. Before, when Jesus Christ died, He wrote down His will, and we say, I want to know the will of God for my life. Well, He wrote us His will. He left us His will. And so, this is how we seek God and find it. I'm going to go one step further. As a church, I'm just asking us, can we read through our Bible? There's so many ways of being able to do this, and you can do it, we can do it. Uh, but read through my, our Bibles in 2018. But one step further, will we meditate on it? Not just read it to say we read it. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we read it and, and we walk away and, 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 and we weren't really, our mind was not really stayed on it. We were just trying to do it. And I understand in, the, in, in 2018 there's going to be some busy days and busy weeks and stuff, but find some time in 2018 where you just say, I'm just going to, this is just being the Lord's time. Where I'm going to read His Word, and then I'm going to meditate on His Word. I'm going to go one step further. 2018. Study His Word. Study. The Bible is fast. It's awesome. It's wonderful. It's just it's supernatural. It is. There's so many dimensions to God's Word. It's wonderful. And, and if, 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 if you don't weigh in a little bit, and you never really get to see how wonderful it is, 2018, would you meditate? Would you study? Go one step first. One step further. Would you memorize? Pick some scriptures. Pull some scriptures out. Write them down on a card. Put them on your phone. Say, listen, you can have it played to you over and over in your car. And this was this is a good scripture for me, you know, to help my mind be stayed upon the Lord. Pull that scripture out and say, for this month, this is my scripture, this is my passage, or for this week, or you know, what what have you. However you do it, it's all on you. All up to you. Let's say, listen, 2018, I'm going to read God's Word through. I'm going to study God's Word. I'm going to meditate on God's Word. And I'm going to memorize some of God's Word. I'm going to put it into my... Thy Word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. That's what the Bible says. Rebecca told me of a story she heard on the radio just this week in the Christian radio station of a lady. She says that she... For 50 years, faithfully memorized Scripture. And she says, for 50 years, she has not been depressed. She says, whenever she starts to feel a little bit blue or a little bit down, 
she quotes Psalms 103 and meditates on Psalms 103 and she says, God lifts her out of that. You say, is that, is that impossible? I don't know. Not when I read Isaiah 26.3. I believe it's true. I believe that if we get God's Word in our heart and God's uh, stayed in our mind, if our mind is fixed on Him, Thou wilt keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Thee because He trusteth in Me. You know what? God is so big. You know, so many times you think, oh, what all could I meditate on? What all could I study? You know what? When we start studying the Bible, I think one of the first things we learn when we really dive in deep to just studying into the Word of God is how much we don't know. How deep and how vast the Word of God is. And how it all ties together and builds upon each other. My point of what I'm trying to say is God is so vast that He can keep our mind occupied. He can keep our mind occupied as we meditate on Him and as we, as we study. The Gospel is so powerful. The Gospel is so powerful. The Gospel alone is so powerful uh, in our lives to think the cross, to meditate on Jesus Christ's blood being shed for us and for our sins. To think, to meditate on resurrection. To meditate on resurrection. How I, I preached a message one time called the resurrection mindset. If we meditate on resurrection, that we are going to live forever. We, no, as much as we don't talk about it, we still always all, all are kind of planning on dying. We all are. We're thinking about it. We're planning on it. Eventually, you, know, you talk about these different things and you're thinking, but not if you got a resurrection mindset. How would it change your life if you just planned on, I'm never going to die. I have the resurrection and the life living inside of me. Right? Right? I have the resurrection and the life living inside me. I have the hope of the resurrection. I mean, I think it'll change our mindset. Think salvation. That's what he said. Put on the helmet. Of salvation. Why? Because it'll protect our mind. As we think resurrection, as we think the hope of eternal life, as we think Jesus Christ right now, at this very moment, Jesus Christ is seated in, in heavenly places, that He is at the right hand of God, and He is our mediator, and He is our advocate. He is making intercession. Jesus Christ at this very moment is making intercession for us to God the Father, the Creator of the universe. Right now. If we take time each day to meditate on those type things, those spiritual thoughts, my goodness, I think the peace of God would keep us that perfect peace. So, what, what channel is your mind on? If it's been a while since the Lord's spoken to you or led you or guided you, it may just be as simple as turning the channel. Saying, this is what I need to do. This is, this is what my mind has been stayed on. This is what I've been thinking about. This is, has been what's been consuming my thoughts, my imaginations, my everything. Uh, but now I'm going to allow my mind to be stayed, fixed, set on the Lord. You may even be here and say, I've been in darkness lately. I'm going through one of those seasons in life where there's a lot of darkness. I think that that's a, that's a time in our lives to listen. Say, Lord, okay, what are you going to tell me? What are you going to put in my ear? What are you going to tell me now that I'll be able to use in the light? 
that I'll be able to preach from the rooftop. Lord, while I'm going through the darkness, my ears are open like the child Samuel. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, as we come before You, Lord, I pray that You would stir inside of our hearts a, a, a strong desire to meditate on You, to hear from You, to have our ears open uh, to what You're teaching us and telling us. Lord, I pray that our minds would have perfect peace, that we could have our minds stayed and settled on You. Lord, we love You. We thank You for Your Scripture. We thank You for Your promises. Lord, we just thank You for each person that's here and pray that a spiritual work would be done in our hearts and lives that our minds could be stayed on You throughout this week and throughout this next year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website or you could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. And feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.